Hello and welcome to Art Witch, the podcast where creativity, magic, and healing align for personal and collective liberation. I'm your host, Zanetta, and welcome. Art Witch aims to provide resources for creative empowerment, helping folks make and share their art and also find their authentic expression. In this podcast, you'll hear from a variety of artists, witches, and healers, as well as experts in various art industries and related fields, all with the intention of helping folks share their art and their unique magic with the world. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm Zanetta, and this is Art Witch. Thanks so much for tuning in, and welcome. Today is Friday, April 1st, and it's a new moon in Aries. It's a new astrological year. There's so much that we're being invited into, and it's exciting to get to read for you today. If you're unfamiliar with this podcast and these episodes around creativity and tarot, generally I like to give a new moon tarot reading for our art, our creativity, and essentially how we can expand and grow as art witches during the lunar cycle. So I'm going to get into the reading. I'm going to get into how it all works, what I uh, pull cards for and the questions and what is coming through energetically for this lunar cycle. What I would like to invite you into before we even get into the reading is to take a moment to set yourself up comfortably. If you like to take notes, if you like to paint, if you like to listen and wash dishes, (laughs) whatever feels good for you and helps you kind of get into a nice space for the reading, I think will be really, really lovely for this particular reading. Um, I also want to recommend that you center your intuition. This reading is probably going to bring up quite a few things that really require your own uh, personal understanding and wisdom and inner knowing. So as we go through, I'm sure there's going to be insights and things that come up within you. And I would encourage you to actually take note of those things, center them. If you get ideas, if you feel inspired, or there's something that gets activated or kicked up, go ahead, jot it down or, you know, pause the episode and really think about it and sit with it if you need to. Um, before we get started in the actual reading, I have a couple of announcements today. The first one is that I am going on a reading hiatus. I want to thank everyone who booked readings with me for Creative Liberation Tarot readings. Thank you so much. It was such a joy and an honor to read for you all, to witness your journeys. And I love, love, love connecting with folks in that way. And many of you are actually listeners on the podcast. So it was extra special to be able to support so many folks one-on-one in their art making and their magic. Those readings are now closed for 
several months, I'm about to do my next grant project and really, really start going off grid and start recording um, out in the mountains and things like that. So I will be totally devoting myself to that project. And it's going to be exciting because I'm going to be creating some different kinds of content. I'm going to be making some YouTube videos. I'm going to be doing some behind the scenes things on my Patreon and just sharing more in my newsletters. I actually have a very specific newsletter list. If you want to be updated on my next sound workshop, my next um, listening events and sound rituals, all of my personal artwork around sound and magic, um, that I'll leave in the description bar down below and you can sign up and I don't spam you, but there will be some intermittent emails about updates for this next project. And my next project is called Where Land Meets Sky, Geophonic Transmissions for the Body. And it's uh, funded generously by the Brooklyn Arts Council. And essentially, it's a four-part listening series and exploration of the somatic body connection that we have to the elements and to listening to the elements. And so I'm really excited to explore this magical, ritual, primal connection that we have to earth and to air and to fire and to water and to really, really um, channel uh, the ways that those forces of nature want to be heard and want to be experienced and to guide folks through that somatic memory and um, excavation of the somatic memory in a sense. So that's going to be happening in the fall. I'm going to have a bunch of workshops and a bunch of actual listening events, both online and in person here in New York. So if you want to join and get a part of that and be a part of the magic of elemental exploration and somatic listening, then please check out the description link down below to join the sound newsletter. And I can't wait to connect with you all. The other announcement I have is that, um, Recently, over the last week, I've been dealing with some imposter accounts. This is very common for a lot of tarot readers, astrologers, folks who are doing a lot of spiritual one-on-one -on -one work. There are a spat of um, fake accounts that are impersonating people trying to um, solicit money from people uh, using, you know, our profile pics and our, um, our you know, our post photos and things like that. So there are accounts that are posing as my account and trying to DM people saying that they are offering readings. I just want to let you know that if you get any kind of contact like that, that's not me. I never offer readings that way. It's energetically not aligned or resonant with the way that I um, feel called into this work. So Essentially, I only have one uh, main account. Um, I have Sound Art Magic on Instagram. That's my uh, name. I don't have any funny spelling. I don't have any repeat letters. I don't have any underscores or dots or anything like that. It's just Sound Art Magic. And then the other account that I manage is for this podcast, which is Art Witch Podcast. So, 
those are the only two accounts I have. They're currently both set on private and you can always follow. You're always welcome to join the journey. (laughs) And I do post photos of the cards on Instagram for these readings. So if you want to see the actual cards physically, then you can go to my sound art magic IG and follow me. But Please note that no readers that I know of will ever go and DM you saying that they saw your energy and now want to give you a reading and then ask you to PayPal them or Venmo them or whatever. This is a very common scam right now. And just please use your discernment, take care of yourselves. You know, it's a wild world in the technological um, dream realm. So just find a way to, you know, double check the names, double check. If you see a bunch of posts that were posted in only like a short span of time, that's a really big indicator. If there aren't a lot of comments on those posts or not a lot of likes, that's usually another indicator. And um, one other thing that really is noticeable is that often they'll just post the photos, but there's no uh, caption. So they don't even like, they're not, you know, cutting and pasting the captions to these photos anyway. Um, one uh, amazing astrologer, Sabrina Monarch, had a really great episode on her podcast, Magic for the, um, Magic of the Spheres. And I got this through one of my dear friends, um, Jonathan Coe, who's a great astrologer. But Sabrina's episode talks about um, all the scammers and the imposter culture and energy. And it's really great if you want to check that out. But, um, one of the things that she talks about that I thought was really interesting and a good indicator of whether or not an account is a scammer account is to basically take a look and see it you know, when did they post all these photos? How many photos have they posted? If it's like 20 to 40 photos, um, on their account, in their feed, in their grid, whatever you want to call it. Um, and they were posted over just like, you know, several days or even hours. That's a pretty big indicator that that's probably a, an imposter account because it takes years to build your grid and your feed and to post every day or post, you know, weekly or something. I think I have like 400 something posts and I don't post super often, but I post enough. And, and honestly, like it took me years and, and it's just been like in progress for such a long time. So just keep, um, keep aware. That's all I'm going to (laughs) say around that. And, um, Thank you all for blocking, reporting these folks um, and for just really supporting me through this. So many kind people have just been really, really loving and held me through this process. And I just want to say thank you. And then the last little announcement I want to say is thank you so much to our latest Patreon member, Elia. Thank you so much for listening, supporting this podcast, supporting my work. I so, so appreciate it. This podcast is a dream. It's an amazing community. And I feel so glad and happy to be able to share this work with you all. And it also really helps to be supported um, through the Patreon. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, If you love this podcast, please consider 
writing a review, the reviews really, really matter. Um, they usually make the difference between someone understanding what this is about and not. And even though I write a description and I like my description, I think that reviews kind of help people really, um, process and, dive into this podcast. So please leave a review on iTunes or leave um, a star rating, whatever on Spotify or any other platform you use. And thanks so much. Let's get into the reading. So today's astrology, today's um, cycle, today's reading, all of it is starting on April 1st, Friday, new moon in Aries. Let's just sit with that for a moment, right? That has its own energetic um, imprint. It has its own feel to it. And I think that um, when I do these readings, those energetic imprints of celestial movement are very, very helpful. They're so helpful. I think they inform so much culture and so much, um, environmental motion and feels and can really help us to like orient. Okay. What region are we in right now? What, what's the region that we are passing through in this lunar cycle? And what should we be generally aware of? It kind of reminds me actually of when you're going hiking and you're starting to say, okay, I'm in the Catskills. What are some of the critters that live in the Catskills? What are, you know, the ecosystems and the habitats and like the general um, landscape and kind of topography of that area. And I really feel like the signs um, when we're like in a specific season, say like, airy season like we're in right now, I really feel that that kind of um, swath of energy kind of helps us orient ourselves in the positions that we may find ourselves with these cards. You know, the cards have many meanings. They have many layers. They have many, um, they have many ways of speaking to us and expressing themselves. So it's helpful to understand the context a little bit. So we are starting in a new moon in Aries. We're moving through the full moon in Libra on April 16th. And then we have another new moon on April 30th in Taurus. So we're really, really here at the very beginning of the zodiacal year. We're really here at the very beginning in the Northeast. This is spring. Like you're seeing the daffodils, you're seeing the crocuses, Uh, you're seeing the hyacinths, you're seeing forsythia, you're starting to see um, different trees that are starting to bloom. You're starting to hear much more birdsong, like lots and lots of layers of birdsong coming through, lots of new visitors, old friends (laughs) migrating through the forest. So there's a lot of um, layers being added in here as life is reemerging, as life is um, getting fired up and getting excited about coming into being. You know, it takes a certain amount of excitement. It takes a certain amount of energy to grow, to um, come back from the ground, come out of the shell, come into the world. It takes a lot of 
of courage. It takes a lot of bravery. It takes commitment and it takes a lot of, um, focus often of where we are directing our energy. You know, I love thinking about plants and I love thinking about how they are just profound energetic managers. Often they are thinking about where they're placing their energy based off of the environment and they're moving the energy either downward or upward or out or in and to each other. They're really, really energetic managers. And I think that this tarot reading is going to get really deep into that today. So let's get into how these readings happen. What do I pull cards for? What are the questions? What's the general format? I use the same tarot spread every lunar cycle, uh, the door, the lock and the key. It's a three position tarot spread. And the first position is the door. What are we being invited into this lunar cycle around our creativity? You know, how are we being invited to stretch our wings, to fly and to expand? The second position is the challenge. This is the lock. What is going to maybe try, uh, it might, I don't want to say it's going to try, but I'm going to say that what might challenge us from, from, um, being able to answer that invitation of the first card, what might disrupt us from being able to fly, to feel like we can flow? What's, what's going on. That's kind of hindering us. That's the second position. And then the third position is the key. This is essentially what is the next tangible thing you can do to help yourself really step into this invitation, to realign, to get back into this flow. And this card is about action. It's usually about something that we can do. So I want to encourage you to, um, let the first card maybe wash over you and really like receive the invitation. I want you to sit and, um, acknowledge the second card maybe. And maybe the third card is more like you're starting to feel the tingles of like, okay, you know what? I think like maybe there's something here that I can do and that I can personally activate in. And, uh, here's my next step. Use your intuition feel into what feels good for you. And, um, yeah, let's get into it. So the invitation for this lunar cycle is the page of wands. Holy buckets. I couldn't have picked a better card for that. Right. New moon in Aries page of wands. It's like this cardinal fire energy, right? Aries is a cardinal sign. Um, it's essentially an initiatory sign. It's a sign of new inspiration. It's a sign of being bold. It's a sign where we strike out and move on something, activate on something. We are being called into some kind of inspired action. This lunar cycle, some kind of inspired action. And I feel like the page of wands, um, I know a lot of people who really, I feel like embody the page of wands strongly and often, and, um, what they do. And and this is like something that many of them, I feel like have this similar tendency, but what they do is they often are 
very available for when they feel inspired. They will just start singing. They will just start dancing. They will, they have not a lot of shame or a lot of self-doubt around whether or not they should go and take up that space, whether or not they should do that thing, whether or not they should, you know, start singing (laughs) to their family members, even if their family members don't feel like hearing them, they will just start doing it. And I kind of love that about this figure. It's brassy. It's got a lot of, um, a lot of like just throwing down energy. Like we're just going to do it. Like, of course, like, is there any other way of living? (laughs) I'm not always like that. There's parts of me that feel like I really identify with that. And there are parts of me that feel like super shy and like can't hang. (laughs) And often I feel, um, it's almost like when you when you watch someone doing something that's just like so bold and they feel so comfortable with that and you feel uncomfortable. And that's like something that really gets kicked up for me when I see a page of wands sometimes is like, oh my gosh, they have no fear or like they just don't, it never occurred to them to have fear, to have worry about, you know, um, expressing themselves in this way and doing this thing. And that spiciness of life is so invigorating. It's so healing. It's so essential. And it's another way that we can be. And it's another thing we can tap into. Maybe I don't always identify with the page of wands, but that doesn't mean that I can't don their sparkly jacket (laughs) occasionally. (laughs) So I want to invite you to feel into this archetype, to feel into how a page of wands might move through the world, how this beautiful astrological moment of airy season of a new moon is really, is really, um, infused with inspiration. It's infused with magic. It's infused with seeing the world as this beautiful potential, this beautiful, mysterious, but also like, um, wondrous place that has so much, um, so much for us to get into and to try and to enjoy and to um, mix it up. You know, there's a lot of energy that I think is part of this page coming through in this particular lunar cycle. And that energy wants to move. It wants to go somewhere. It wants to do something. It's sentient. It's alive. Essentially the aliveness that we feel when we're inspired and we want to make something is often the aliveness of the energy itself, like kind of moving through us. Right. And I think that animating force is really important to, um, to direct in this lunar cycle, to give some kind of action to celebrate it, allow it to move you, allow it to, um, be expressed in a creative endeavor and without a lot of thought necessarily without a lot of, um, preamble or a lot of, uh, premeditation, you know, Pages come into this world with a lot less baggage. They come into this world with a lot less history. 
They're just kind of doing their thing because really they've just been on the scene for a moment. They're new, they're fresh, they're verdant energy. So in a sense, they don't have the same hindrances, right? That maybe like a wizened old queen or king might have in the tarot. Instead, they are like ready and available and open. How can we be ready and available and open to the energy of the moment and to what's what's coming through and what wants to come through us? Now, I kind of already hinted at this, but the challenge card for this cycle are actually two cards that came through. And this is first the death card in reverse and second, the hanged one. So we have some very specific energetic pulls that are occurring in this cycle. Big ones, very, very big ones, right? Two major arcana cards sitting side by side who generally sit side by side in the tarot together and their order is reversed. Usually the hang one comes before the death card in the arcana order, the major arcana order. We have 12 hang one, death number 13. So if you think about that, there's this kind of reversal order. This this retrograde almost energy. We don't actually have a retrograde really happening in this time period, but I feel like I'm tracking that as a retrograde for us. Like something is pulling us back that really, really needs to be laid to rest right? All the pauses, all the grand, um, uh, crises, all the like really difficult stuff that has come through, especially in this last several months. Um, it's, it's probably being kicked up on some level in this lunar cycle. And it's kind of up to us to kind of say, you're, you're acknowledged, you're honored. The experiences are honored. I really, really, understand what has happened, what might have been triggered or kicked up. But I also understand that sometimes I need to be the parent here and give myself space from it, to give myself space to be the child, to be the page. You know, that history, that baggage, that lingering energy that wants to pull on us, we have to discern for ourselves when we've had enough, when we've said, okay, you know what? I get that message. I get that lesson. I get what's happened to me. I get what I've been living through. I get how um, screwed up so much of what's happening in our collective is. I do get it. And I'm not ignoring it. And I'm not, you know, avoiding it, but I'm also giving myself an opportunity to live another aspect of my life that wants to come through in this page of wants, right? Like the death card in reverse. When are we letting these things actually lay to rest? When are we letting the old stories, the old things that have been pulling on us that are no longer needed, when are we going to let them finally go to bed? When are we finally going to say we've taken enough time to pause? We've taken enough time to process. We've taken enough time to, um, 
you know, really excavate and understand these things? And when are we going to let ourselves have permission to move and to go and just do that inspired thing that we want to do? Let the energy sing through us. When is that going to happen? You know, there's such a thing as too much grieving. There's such a thing as too much um, pausing. There's such a thing as too much inner like uh, exploration and inner like journeying and deep down diving. Like at some point, some of that needs to be rebalanced. And I don't think it's a coincidence that seasonally we're experiencing the page of wands as we are experiencing the spring equinox and spring and the emergence of all these amazing beings that are resilient. These flowers, these plants, these birds, these, you know, critters, they're all coming back. They're all finding the courage to come back, to come back into life, to re-emerge. And the resilience is something we can trust. We are part of that, those cycles. We are part of that change and we are resilient beings. I think in having the death card and the hanged one hanging out in this challenge spot, there are natural very organic transformations of life, death, and rebirth. And to linger on any one, to spend too much time on any one is um, unhelpful and is unnatural. It's blocking a sacred flow of energy through us. So I'd like you to take stock in this lunar cycle If there are any situations, if there are any kind of stories, really stories are a big part of this. Like what are the narratives about yourself, about your art, which are ready to be composted, which are maybe an energetic drain? What are those things that are, you know, telling you a specific story about your agency and energy to create and to be inspired and to enjoy this, um, this life, this one true life that we have to just make whatever the heck we want to (laughs) make. What is pulling on your energy? Um, make a list of those things, you know, take stock of them. Really, really be, be honest with yourself. Like, is being in connection with certain people or being in um, certain situations, are those things draining you? What about it is draining you? And how can you give yourself permission to be the page of wants on some level, to lay some of those old things to rest, those things that aren't really helping, and to say, you know what? I'm done with that. I'm good. I want a blank slate. I want a fresh start. I want to have my spring. Because on some level, we are these spiralic beings that we carry forth a lot of history and a lot of wisdom with us, a lot of earned and hard-earned lived um, experiences with us. 
But some of those experiences need to be tempered by the fact that we are making new experiences. We are making new projects. We are trying new ways of being, and we are allowing ourselves to access spring. So as much as there is death and there is decay, there is like Scorpio energy. There is also like Taurus energy, right? And I know that like neither one of these cards in particular is like totally focusing in that way. But I like to think of like that kind of, um, that connection between Scorpio and like Taurus and thinking about, you know, there is this, um, this sacrifice that comes with spring. I think of like Igor Stravinsky's Rite of Spring and that piece where like the, there's pastoral passages of hearing, you know, like the oboe and hearing like all these beautiful instruments lay out this pastoral scene of like the countryside. And then all of a sudden there will be like these bombastic like bass drum hits and these bombastic like crashes and things. And like just this bass is digging in so deep into these polyrhythmic disruptions of the pastoral scenery because to be alive to emerge to grow in spring is to destroy on some level it is to destruct something and we have to destroy something in order to access something new so i wonder what will be sacrificed in this lunar cycle that allows you and gives you full permission to access the page of wands the third position the third card that came through for us in this reading as our tangible step, this is our key to accessing the page of wands essentially is the seven of cups. Whoa, this is so, so juicy. Really, really adds a layer of complexity to the reading story. The seven of cups can really help us to understand where we have been kind of, um, in an illusion where we've been in a fog of dreams, where we've maybe been distracted, where we've maybe seen all sorts of possibilities. There's a lot of mystery and beauty to the seven of cups, a lot of creative potentiality as well. It's, um, it's really kind of a card that is for us seekers, us mystics, us magic makers, right? Because on one level to dream is very, very crucial to being inspired, but it is another thing to just dream and not make or not to bring into reality. So there is a message in the seven of cups that if you are being inspired, that that inspiration needs to transpire and precipitate into an action. Something needs to change. Something needs to take place. Something needs to be created. This is the difference between just being in the fog and being in the haze, almost a Neptunian kind of energy and um, being in the, in the moment in excess and accessing kind of like what the great mystery wants to share with you and then actually doing something with the great with like what's being shared the messages that are coming through so you're starting to um to let the inspiration come through right but that inspiration needs to um result in some kind of creation 
for it to really, really land in this space of the page of wands. Like I said at the very beginning, the page is a figure who is going to sing and it's just going to go straight from their inspiration into their action. It's going to immediately transpire into something. They're going to immediately go and draw that thing. They're immediately going to start working on that stuff and they're going to have no um, reservations about that. Beware, don't get lost in the fog of the seven of cups too much. Don't get lost in the dreams or in the possibilities. And also don't let your mind go too far into what could be. This is another thing that I think can happen with the seven of cups. You can get too far ahead of yourself. You know, um, if we think of sevens as being connected to the chariot, seven of cups, seven of swords, seven of pentacles, seven of, um, of, of cups, you know, like seven of all these things, sevens being connected to the chariot on some level, like the chariot is in the present. The success of the chariot is balancing often the vision and the action with focus. So some very tangible things you can do this lunar cycle to reassess, come back into focus, and to really be present for inspiration. Meditate. I know that this word brings up a lot of feelings for a lot of people because meditation looks a lot of different ways. I have a whole video on meditation on YouTube that I made years ago that is actually probably my most viewed video I've ever made, but I get into how to meditate, the many ways that you can get into it, um, the many kinds of meditations that I've experienced. I've been meditating for probably, I don't know now, like 30, oh my gosh, maybe 30 years I've been meditating. I'm about to go on my 30th year of meditating. What I'll say about meditating is this. It is the way that we bring everything into union. On some level, your breath and the way that you can connect to your breath and the present brings everything into union on some level. And the chariot is that energy to me. It is bringing in your skills, your know-how, your experience, your inspiration, the divinity of the moment. It's bringing everything together to the present. And in the present is where we can take action always. We can never take action from the past. We can never take action from the future. We must always take action from the present. And that is the chariot in many ways for me. And I want you to consider what you are, where you're taking action from. You know, if the seven of cups is coming through, just be aware that if you're too lost in the potentialities, too lost in the dreams, too lost in, say, um, the projections of what this project or this, you know, art making endeavor might be for the future. Come back to the present, right? A, a page energy is really, really more rooted in the present than any other um, figure. I feel like there's there's an energy of like, here's where we are now. Here's what's inspiring now. Here's what I'm going to make now. Be here for the now, essentially, and give yourself to the now. If that's hard to do on a regular basis over this lunar cycle and you just feel like, 
damn it, Zanetta, (laughs) I'm working so hard on so many things. You have no idea. I hear you. I feel you. I'm right there with you. Then schedule some time for yourself, like set up a block of time for yourself to do this. Hold the space for this kind of activity. Hold the space, even in small bits for you to really go and have this solo time, have this time to give yourself to what wants to come through you. If the seven relates to the vibration of seekers, of mystics, we must always be willing to journey and to go on our own solo sojourns. Like we have to be willing to, um, to sacrifice on some level, the, uh, the, the good feelings of the six of cups and the connections that we have to others and all that jazz and the community. And sometimes we need to strike out on our own a little bit to be available to what wants to come through us. So that's another part of this that I want you to just be aware of. You may need to unplug, to disentangle. I think part of also the challenge cards that came through the death card in reverse and the hanged one upright is that there is some disentangling that needs to happen for us. Like where in your life have you been tangled up energetically and how is that impacting your ability to be available to what uniquely wants to come through you? Where in your life have you been, you know, kind of, um, giving that energy to others or to other things or to other situations that maybe it's time to spool your energy back into yourself and to actually say, you know what? I want to have time, dedicated time in this lunar cycle to focus on me, to focus on what lights me up, to focus on making something that lights me up. I think of Aries and I think of individuation that we can focus on the self for a moment. And that's uh, an important part of starting anything. You know, it really does come from knowing yourself and tuning into yourself on some level. And the seven of cups coming through as being the action kind of tells us like, hey, you've done a lot of things in your time. You've met with a lot of people, you've had a lot of relationships, you've had a lot of connections, your heart has, you know, shared itself in many ways. Let's refocus here. Let's reflect and refocus here. So as a tangible step for this lunar cycle, come back into any practice that helps you be present any practice that helps you really, really be present, really, really be present with yourself. Give yourself space and time to be inspired and to create. Allow yourself to cut ties with things that are no longer really helping you feel like you can just have fun and make some damn art. If there are any stories that are coming up for you around this, those are probably things that need to be cut ties with. Those are probably things that need to be laid to rest, put them to bed, essentially. So this is the reading for this lunar cycle. This is what's coming through energetically. Obviously, we have so much agency. The tarot is never meant to go and dictate, but is meant to support. So if you can use what comes through 
in the very specific ways that you feel like they're calling you to do or helping you to remember, then please do center your own knowing, center your intuition and, you know, make this reading work for you in the ways that it can and make it meaningful for you. Um, I will say that action is really important in this lunar cycle. And there's a couple reasons why action is important. We set a tone for the journey by the actions that we take at the beginning. We'd set the tone for what is going to, what's going to unfold and how it might unfold later. If we are willing to just, you know, to make something, to create something, to be there for something. So I want you to just know that like, even if your actions feel um, not amazing, or maybe they feel a little messy, or maybe they feel like, oh my gosh, that was definitely not my best work. Seven of Cups doesn't really want you to think about that. Neither does the the seven, uh, the Page of Wands. Neither one of those cards are telling you to think so down far into the future, but to actually come back into the present to actually ride that line of balance and say, no, this is what needs to happen now. Not all actions are supposed to be indicators of the future. They're just meant to move the energy. And we talked about this a little bit in the previous reading, um, in, in the last lunar cycle, like how energy needs to move in an ecosystem, how it needs to flow. Sometimes taking the action is more about just taking the action and less about what the result will be. And that's something that's hard to get out of. I know because in our modern society, product and profit and outcome are so emphasized, emphasized to um, a very, very imbalanced and skewed extent that we think about how an action will constantly precipitate into a particular result. I'm not saying this is exclusive to capitalism, but it is hyper fixated on in a capitalist society. So it is on us on some level, unfortunately, and I love all of us so much and have so much compassion for what we live through and have to work through and um, heal through. But it is on us in some capacity to say no to that and to um, let that die. Let that be part of the death cards resolution and decomposition. Let that kind of say like, you know what, that product and um, outcome oriented mindset is um, draining me. It's suffering. It's, it's causing suffering for me. That's unnecessary. And it's also not really helping me ever make anything. So why am I continuing on that path? And, you know, we all have to kind of work through that in our own different ways, but you have a lot of loving energy coming through this lunar cycle that says, Hey, I'm right here with you. This isn't easy, but we can do this. We have the permission to just be inspired, be present and make something. (laughs) So I hope this helped you. I hope that as you kind of journey through this lunar cycle, these messages make more and more sense and kind of just bring things into clarity. Um, 
If you want to get into meditation, I'll leave that um, YouTube video down below. I'll also leave a couple links to meditations I have created. Um, this is not a selling thing. This is just part of my own artwork and part of my own um, like deep witchcraft practice is to be a, a devoted meditator. And these are the meditations that I use. So the one that I'll link down below is called call your Ener like call your power back. And that one is essentially calling your energy. It's, um, really about kind of like coming back into your whole being. So I'll leave the link for that down below and you can check that out. Also any Patreon member who, um, joins the Patreon, they have access to all the meditations that I've ever created. So that's another thing. There's like, I don't know, 14 meditations that I've made that were all for kind of art, which folks, and you can join for whatever tier it's all sliding scale in Patreon. And you can have access to all of those in a podcast format. So just find some kind of practice. The end of the story is find some kind of practice that helps you come back into presence, helps you come into the present ecstasy and magic of the moment of life. And that allows you to have the freedom and the permission to go ahead and make something. So I hope you have a wonderful lunar cycle and take care. If you enjoyed today's episode of Art Witch, please consider subscribing or writing a review. Each and every little bit helps spread the word to more and more people.